Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. You're a wizard, Harry. Turn to page 394. Of course it's happening inside your head, Harry. Why should that mean that it's not real? Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast featuring Dan. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> and we're produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Go check out our social media after the show, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you realize on our TikTok, we were more popular when we were doing Star Wars content? I don't and know. And we are literally 200,000 away from a million views on that, or that yes. Harrison Ford video. I, but to be fair, something's going on with like the TikTok algorithm because a lot of people who used to get like decent views have been saying they're stuck where we are. So mm-hmm. that's why I kind of was like, I'm taking like a little break because it's it's just... It's mm-hmm. annoying to me. Well, I've tried to do a couple other random things just to see if it can break it, but mm-hmm. it, it's not. We're I had one that to something. One of them did. And it was the Potter Puppet Pals. Yes, I saw oh. Potter Puppet Pals broke. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was it. I just think it's hilarious that the only thing people are seeing of our page is Harrison Ford still. They're and still watching that video and comment. I just stopped. Last I can't time keep I up looked, with the comments and stuff anymore because it's just Oh, I don't either. Many. Last time I looked, we were 200,000 away from a million. I wonder where, and that was a couple days ago. Well, it was less than that, I think, when I looked. Well, I don't know when I last looked, actually, TikTok. We're at, we at 855,000.9 thousand views. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, we're 145 away from a million views on that video. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even remember like which, what what even happened in that. I, I literally is Harrison Ford and Conan O'Brien talking about the holiday special, special uh, okay. and showing a clip 40, of it. 45,000 likes, 339 comments, 
people. It's the same way on YouTube. I posted like the same video and it just blew up over there too. I'm just like, everyone loves Harrison Ford. I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. It, the most we've had lately is Puppet Pals at 1188. Yeah. Everything yeah, else are... has been two something. Yeah. The exact same range. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is weird because you would think Harry Potter would be pulling up, posting up on. And I, like, I there's a huge Harry Potter. TikTok I don't get world. it either. And I put all the same stuff yeah. I was doing for Star Wars. I tag them all the same. I do everything I was doing for those. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. So weird. So mm-hmm. people go look, go see our TikTok. Please. 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 Anywho, we are talking Harry Potter and the Half-Blooded Prince. Thank goodness. Ooh. Kind of saying it wrong. <laughs> um, and we're going to talk about the book first, of course. That's what we've been doing this whole mm-hmm. summer. Uh, so uh, Leaky Cauldron has failed me. They barely have anything for any of these extra movies. So I've had to go on a weird dive. So I got some stuff from Screen Rants. Mm-hmm. I got some stuff from Oprah Daily. And I got okay. some stuff from um, HarpyTravel.com. So let's dive in. Um. So the beginning actually for the book is different than the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie opens up with them um, ransacking um, Diagon Alley. I think that's when they um, kidnap Ollivander mm-hmm. um, and and doing all those different things. But actually it opens up with Cornelius Fudge talking to the muggle prime minister. Um, I remember reading this scene and like he just kind of pops up. And I'm like, oh gosh, I would be freaking out too. Who are mm-hmm. you? What's going on? Um, and telling him about Voldemort and he's back in there in grave danger, blah, blah, blah. And it also is where we find out that Fudge, Fudge is no longer the Minister of Magic, which is rightfully so, since he didn't listen to Dumbledore. And we now have Rufus, uh, Scrim, he's a, a vampire. Scrim, we have literally Scrim, a vampire. Scrim. Yeah. We have a vampire, the first vampire that I can think of in this whole series, uh, as the Minister of Magic. I don't know how that works, but, hmm. you know, sure. Cool. Um, he doesn't last long. It's not there long. Uh, in the book, uh, Tonks actually is the one who finds Harry on the train. If you guys remember mm-hmm. uh, D- uh, Draco. Mm-hmm. Oh, my dumb, dumb of a husband. Um, <laughs> freezes. Uh, uses. Um, oh, shoot. What's the spell? I should know this by now. Um, I'm having a blank. The um, No. What Neville uses or what... Um, Hermione uses on Neville. Petra. Petrificus Totalis. Yes. Petrificus Totalis. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm like, I should know this. I even use it in my game I play. Mm-hmm. Um, uses Petrificus Totalis to freeze Harry because he realizes he's hidden under his cloak. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the movie, Luna finds him with her Spectra specs or something. But actually, yeah. the train takes off and Tonks finds him and they have to get off the somehow get off the train and get him back to Hogwarts. It's a mm-hmm. little bit more dramatic in the I book. do remember mm-hmm. that yeah. yep mm-hmm. yep 
Uh, and while we're on the subject of tonks, uh, if you aren't a fan of the books and instead to choose to get your Potter fixed by feasting your eyes on the big screen, then you'd have likely been confused at the romance between Lupin and Tonks. The book of the same name spends pages laying out the groundwork for this, showing Tonks to be infatuated with Lupin, and he hesitates to love her in return because, you know, he's a werewolf. Yes, mm-hmm. that is the only way to do it. It's <laughs> how it works. It's really how it works. oh dear and then it's sometimes something that it's so something that doesn't happen in the books and they put in the movies and i i don't understand why they did it i'm actually kind of annoyed that they did it and i remember being annoyed when i watched the movie is they don't they don't burn the burrow down that's not even anywhere close to a thing Mm -hmm. like they try they go after him but they do not burn it down um which is very odd because it's the exact same burrow when you see it in deathly hollows so the movies created a weird architectural plot hole Hmm. i guess they just rebuilt it they just wanted i think they just wanted more drama which i don't know why they would need more drama because it's a lot going on what i read was that in the book they spend a lot of time where harry keeps checking the paper and they're talking about all of these death eater attacks that are going on at his friends Mm -hmm. and around Mm -hmm. So in the movie, they were like, we don't have time to just have Harry reading a paper and talking about it. So they put this in to try and incorporate that. I don't necessarily agree with this, but this is what they said. To incorporate the fact that there are random Death Eater attacks going on. And I did ask Robbie, who's not read the books. I said, what did you think of that? And he's like, oh, I thought it was really cool. And it showed the drama and it showed how scary everything is and what's happening. So from his perspective, not having read the books, he liked that scene. But I'm with okay, you where every sense. time I see it, I'm like, why? <laughs> why are you burning here? Well, but they're, my, they're burning my second husband's home. So I'm not happy about it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, was no, the bridge, the, br- the Death Eaters doing the bridge thing. That's next movie, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Remember they take out. No, I like, think that's death- at the beginning of this movie. And then they go into Diagon Alley. Yeah, because they talk about it. Yeah, in the book, they talk about it. And then they actually show it in the movie. Because I think we already have a a show of random. So why did they put this in? That's my question. We already know. I don't know. Because there was a lot more of Harry talking about it during the book. And they didn't bring it up. So they threw that in the middle, I guess, to bring it up again. I don't know. I mean, you can only talk about stuff on a movie so much. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, this happened. But, like, if you don't see it, people aren't going to be like, oh, wait, what was the thing that happened? Mm. okay that makes sense that makes sense uh in the book harry spends a fair chunk of time in dumbledore's office pouring over memories related to voldemort's backstory um but they took a lot of them out so they Mm. they actually give us the whole kind of backstory of his mom and his dad um the gaunt family which is his mom's side of the family um and and what they're like bob ogden i don't remember who bob ogden is um and then his mother's name is Marope. Marope, mm-hmm. is how you say it? Marope, yeah. Um, as well as Honky, the house elf, and um, Hepzibah Smith. I don't remember. I think Hepzibah Smith, isn't she the one that goes off and they talk about a wizard who like went missing for a long time and they find her dead. I don't remember. Her that might have been I think I is like Bob Ogden. Bob Odin might have been the original ministry wizard that was going to see them when we're introduced to the gods. Maybe. I can't remember. Don't 
don't Ooh, remember. Exactly. There's a lot of names. It, I don't know. It was a big missed opportunity. Like instead of doing the Burrow scene, they could have just done another memory scene because we we should have gotten the backstory of Voldemort. I think that would have been very important. I think that's very important, but that might just be me. Uh, let's see here. Something that's slightly different in the book. Uh, Moaning Myrtle is present, uh, even though we haven't seen her since Goblet of Fire in the movies. And Malfoy actually doesn't know that Harry's eavesdropping because Malfoy and Myrtle are having a conversation, which is just weird in my opinion. Sure. Um, so he doesn't realize Harry's eavesdropping and then he hears something and that's what prompts him to attack him, not realizing it's Harry, I think, until he attacks him. Uh, and then he doesn't appear, he appears less cocky in this scene with mm -hmm. the fight, uh, cause he is, he's struggling. He is yeah. struggling. He's going through some stuff. Hardcore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the boy, I mean, we, we don't show it, but, um, I didn't talk about it yet, but in the movie, um, they're, when they're in Diagon Alley and they see everything is just apart and they, they, Harry sees right, him yeah. and Boggart and getting his stuff. I mean, he's literally become a Death Eater and he's so torn for it. And I, I think it's interesting because in all of the books, we see Malfoy just one, like such an awe of his father, um, always kind of like on that evil side. But mm -hmm. we're starting to see in this book that maybe all of that was a facade mm -hmm. and he really doesn't want to be a part of this. He just wants to be probably a 16 year old boy. and. Right. Mm -hmm get done with school and i guess fall in love i don't know um and all these things and, and we're seeing really that that tension mm -hmm. uh, of of him fighting it right which is very um raw in my opinion yeah. but that no, might agree. just be because i mm -hmm. well I up until a... now we've really he's been really easy to hate yes and now for the first time we're actually being like oh I kind of get you, buddy. Like exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. Like a lot of the stuff you really didn't ask for. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. more it's more nurture than the nature. Yeah. Like right. I don't think his nature really is what he's been nurtured to be like. Exactly. And just and seeing the fear around Dumbledore, or Dumbledore, the fear Dumbledore. around Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. In the next movie, and and his struggle when we get to that scene, talking about him and like him trying to kill Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. Um. Just oh. And, and the whole thing that I've, you know, read and whatever about this whole thing with Draco too, is that a lot of the, the discussion around it is that Lucius got caught. He went to, um, you know, Azkaban and they Azkaban. broke him out and all that. But um, when he first appeared way back in the Goblet of Fire, if you remember, he was one of the ones that Voldemort went up to and was just like, you didn't come to find me. And Lucius is like, oh, but I, th I thought you were dead if I had known. So Voldemort's like got a thing yeah. against Lucius. Yeah. So he does some of the stuff he does to punish them. Like when he takes the wand in the next one from mm -hmm. Lucius because that whole thing. But in this one, he's punishing him by giving Draco this task and is basically like, Draco probably won't do it and he'll get killed in the process and whatever Lucius deserves it. And that's yeah. horrible. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. creative and whole new level of cruelty. Yes. Yeah. Almost an umbrage thing to do. That is an umbrage thing to do. Mm -hmm. Punish you it's by punishing sad. It's sad that we're we think that it's sad knowing that Voldemort, we think that he's not as evil as Umbridge. Yeah. Umbridge. I mean, really and truly. You know, mm -mm. It's true. 
She's the worst. Yeah. She probably gave him the idea. Yep. I mean, Voldemort is cruel, but ultimately it just the goal is to serve his end goals. His game mm -hmm. is, you know, yes. lust for mm -hmm. power. Umbridge mm -hmm. is cruel because she just enjoys it. Yep. Like yeah. she just she, she gets really does. Fun. It's very yep. Uh, okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see here. Oh, big, big change. Big, big change. Big, big change. Speaking of that scene. So when uh there's actually a lot of changes they did with that mm -hmm. whole like from the getting the horcrux to coming back, blah, blah, blah. But um Harry is not just standing there underneath the the mm -hmm. tower no. um looking up at the scene because let's be real. Would Harry Potter actually not do anything, especially when it's dumb, especially when it's Draco coming after Dumbledore? Mm -hmm. No. Harry would have been up there going mm -hmm. after Draco. Like that's not realistic. In the I movie. agree. I don't yeah. know why they didn't do the frozen I know. thing. <laughs> So, it bothers me. Dumbledore, Petrificus Totalis, uh, Harry, and put the, the um, did what Draco did, which I think is mm -hmm. so funny and erotic. Um, so it's the second time it was done to him. Mm. Put the visibility cloak over him and all he could do was watch. All he could do yes. was watch what was happening because he wanted to be up there and fight so bad. I don't even remember how he it. becomes unfrozen. Probably after Dumbledore, Dumbledore dies. Passes, yes. And then it, it the spell yeah. ends. Yeah, that's what he yeah. says. Like he knows he's really dead because now he could move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it is <laughs> very annoying. Um, but yeah, so that actually happened. Also, in the whole thing, when they return from the mission, they like it's not all quiet and everything. The Death Eaters don't just sneak through to find Draco up on the tower with Dumbledore. If there's mm -hmm. actually a mess, not a massive, but it's a what what this person calls a dress rehearsal um battle yeah. of Hogwarts that is taking place mm -hmm. and they're rushing back to see what's going on. And and that's when the whole scene kind of um comes alive. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh with him getting petrified and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Not petrified. Petrified? I guess it would be kind of a petrified bad. Uh, so that was a big difference. Mm -hmm. um, and then when, so just as the Death Eaters go to flee, Harry makes one last attempt to stop them. Enraged at Snape for murdering Dumbledore, he tries using one of the spells from the Half-Blood Prince's textbook, but it went, but it was sent flying back. The potions master then stands over, stands eerily over the boy who lived and reveals himself to be the person behind the spell and behind Harry's amazing potion marks. But that's all you get in the movie. The book actually explains how this all makes sense. Snape was a half-blood and his mother's maiden name before she married to uh, Tobias Snape was Prince. So that's why he chose yes, to go by I that remember, yeah. title. Ah, yeah. see, that's so bad. I wish the movie would have explained this because otherwise yeah. you're like, what? <laughs> I still don't get it. Yeah. yeah. In the movie, well, and in the movie, they don't even have the spell go back and hit Harry. And he doesn't stand over him. It's more, they're still pretty separate sort of deal. Um, I think the book made it a lot, made Snape so much more sinister, even in this scene. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure I like almost physically recoiled when she was describing him in the book, when mm -hmm. he was like the flames were behind him. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is just so viscerally out of like your, your worst nightmares. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, Warner Brothers opted against including Dumbledore's fu funeral in the final cut of the Half-Blood Prince movie, believing it would have gone against the tone of the blockbuster 
Fair enough. Yeah. Hollywood yeah. being Hollywood. Well, it would have made because the if I remember correctly, the scene is very hopeful. And at this point, they want Hope dead. Yeah. Right. So they instead, instead mm-hmm. they have Voldemort breaking into his grave. Yep. <laughs> That's less hopeful. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. A little creepy, actually, how he got so really? close up to his face. And I'm like, yeah. Does he oh, do that no. in this one? I thought that was in the next one. Um, I thought he did it at the end of this one. I don't think he does in this one because the whole thing about the next one is Harry's trying to figure out what he's looking for. And then he figures out it's the wand. And then he sees... Oh, he does it at the him. end of Deathly Hollows. Yeah, part not one? the end. He, part one, yeah, part, part one. one, yeah, mm-hmm. not in this one. And this one is just this one. dead. Them walking off in the flames. They, <laughs> yeah, there's like that whole yeah, dramatic thing with Hagrid's hut being on fire, which we'll get to here in a second. So all of that info was from Screen Rant. This is from Oprah Daily. Um, <laughs> Harry, actually, we hear about him inheriting the Grimwald place. And creature in the book after Black's death, they have a whole conversation about it. We don't hear about any of that in this movie. We really don't know about it until the fourth movie or the Deathly Hollows movies. Yeah. Um, and then in the book, uh, you actually see a lot more of Belle and Fleur in this book, living mm-hmm. at the burrow, planning the wedding, and you see Fleur and Weasley, Mrs. Weasley, clashing like mm-hmm. hardcore. She does not like Fleur. Um, towards the end of the movie, though, she does come around to floor in this book because once bill is bitten by uh Fenir, i mean floor says she's like i don't care what you look like i love you i am mm-hmm. here for you and we- mm-hmm. mrs weasley's like okay she's not as um what's the word i'm looking for um she actually has a good heart she's just mm-hmm. not all service mm-hmm. uh let's see here in the film it's not mentioned that grayback actually turned lupin so Greyback was Lupin's creator. Mm-hmm. Okay. Weird and crazy. Um, and then apparently years earlier, Dumbledore, I don't remember this in the book, and I don't know if this is right. So Sammy, tell me it if is. this is right or not. It is? Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Voldemort, before he was Voldemort, actually tried to become the defense against the dark so, arts teacher. Okay. So that's what it appears as, right? He comes back and he talks to Dumbledore and he's like, oh, there's an open position. I'd like to get a job here. And yeah. I think it's not until the next book that we find out. I think it's the next one. Anyway, we do find out eventually that really Voldemort came back so he could do, do more of his horcrux stealing yeah. and hiding and all that. So that was really ruse. He didn't really care about getting the job, but he mm-hmm. he does. He comes yeah. and, and talks to Dumbledore about getting a job and Dumbledore is like, um, Tom, no. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, which makes sense because a couple of the horcruxes are Mm-hmm. there that's really what requirement his requirement purpose was mm-hmm. different things right. yep. um and and also this is why they all believe that the position was cursed is because Voldemort tried to apply or oh yeah Voldemort I forgot about that to yeah. the job mm-hmm. yeah I mean yeah could be <laughs> um and then uh in the film Jenny hides the book in the room of requirement but actually Harry hides the book I don't he like actually that is able to give up the book into the rumor of requirement i know it's very weird like i'm like jenny i feel so bad for bonnie Wright because mm-hmm. she was she was the perfect like she looked like jenny i feel mm-hmm. like she if they wrote jenny in the movies as she was in the books mm-hmm. and gave her more mm-hmm. she would have been perfect for it yeah I but i feel like they short sheeted her they really did yeah like I, I in the, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when it all kind of comes together, like you see how she's a much better match for Harry than like Luna or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it's just out of left field. Up until then, she really hasn't been anywhere at all. She's mm-hmm. just kind of been no. there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it really was uh didn't work. Didn't and I mean, work. that relationship is hard to portray <laughs> because a lot of what's going on with his emotions with Jenny is in his head yes. in the books. Like when she's dating Dean, mm-hmm. it, it you the angst, which I mm-hmm. I Jay, does JK have a son? No, yes. maybe. Her, she has a son, so then maybe that's where she figured out how to write these most. But like how she had Harry portray Dean and Jenny's relationship, mm-hmm. it to me felt like a male's way of thinking because a girl would not go where girls' thoughts would not go where Harry. Like she described Harry thinking of mm-hmm. the whole situation, mm-hmm. so she did a really good job of it. I don't remember just, like much of that. I, it's in this. It's in oh, this it's book. In the scene. Oh, yeah. Okay. To, mm-hmm. No, just the book in general. It's like oh, just in the book. Yeah. It's the book. Yeah. Um, where Harry's I just, I just really jealous, jealous and all that. I don't remember like mm-hmm. uh, jealous, but like mm-hmm. how she wrote it was just brilliant. But sadly, yeah. we can't bring that to the screen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and their first kiss was not in the room of requirement. It was in front of the whole school during a Quidditch match. Yeah. Wasn't it right after? I don't think it was during. Wasn't it like after they won that they did? Well, that? yeah, like I think right? it was like okay. after the victory. Yeah, I just want to be clear that it wasn't like they were in the middle of flying around and they made no, out. No, it was when they won. <laughs> um, I already talked about Bill being bitten by Grayback, uh, which I can't remember why he's not now turned into a werewolf. Because I thought if you got bit, you got turned. So I don't remember why he doesn't get turned, even though he got bit. Uh, I don't know. Unless you have to yeah. get bit when he's a wolf, I don't know. Or is it like vampires where it's like you bite them and then they have to like bite you back but like get your blood? No, because Loop then Lupin I, wouldn't I have doubt done that, Lupin right? did that. Yeah. I don't really know. Maybe it's a different kind I'll of bite. Because we talk about it in the seventh movie. Mm-hmm. Seventh and eighth movie. It comes <laughs> up. So I'll I'll try to find it in the book and read okay, it. Okay, because I don't they know. give us some explanation. I have no idea. They do. I just don't remember where. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, Jenny and Harry do become in a relationship in the middle of the book, but Harry actually breaks up with her at the end for her own safety, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't remember if he actually, like, there's not really a we're together and we're apart sort of deal in the movies. So no, no, there's not. Once they're mm-hmm. together, it's pretty much like everyone's assumed that that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Last couple things are from Harpy Travel. Uh, this one was a big change when uh, Dumbledore and Harry returned from the cave. Uh, when the battle's going on, the dark mark is already up there. Bellatrix doesn't put it, doesn't do it like when she's burning Hagrid's hut. It's already mm-hmm. there when they get there. So that's um, so they think that there's already a student dead when they right. come back from the mission, but it was actually just a trap. That was a trap mm-hmm. for them. And then um, after Dumbledore's death, there was a long fight sequence between the Order of the Phoenix members and students versus Death Eaters. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry chases them, tries to attack Snape. We know this thing. But Death Eaters also attack Hagrid and burn his house. Jenny Longbottom, Hermione, and other students also take part in the fight. And many Death Eaters were killed as well. I don't remember if any students were killed. I don't feel like don't anybody was so. really killed in this one. It was more of a kind of again dress rehearsal right. for what mm-hmm. happens in the next one and that's yeah mm-hmm. and that one. is most of the book differences well i see one thing that they did not mention which i think is interesting is in the movie dumbledore and harry um apparate from the tower when they go on their mission yeah. but in the the whole thing about Hogwarts is you can't apparate off the grounds. And Harry says that to Dumbledore and Dumbledore's like, Oh, well, there's perks to being me. But in the, the book, they he don't do that. They go to Hogsmeade and do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and he has to lie and say that they're just out doing whatever. Cause yeah. 
And that's how yeah, they get Dumbledore. caught and everyone knows that they left because they had went to Hogsmeade to, to leave. Yeah, Dumbledore doesn't uh, have the perks that he, that they make him no. have in the movie. It's a pretty funny sure. line though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I'm just like, that's wrong, but it makes me laugh when I do see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Thank you mm-hmm. for pointing yeah. that out. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things I always think about when I watch it. So. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So this movie, interestingly enough, is rated PG. So we were at PG-13 sorry, and we're what? back to PG. Yes, and it's rated PG. Oh. Yeah, for mild sensuality, language, scary images, and some violence. Big kiss. How is that? Oh, it's mild sensuality. Mild sensuality. <laughs> Jeez. Horrible, I don't deplorable, know. Horrible, deplorable violence is okay, but don't you dare have, you know, people getting too close to each other. No making out, okay? Only in America. Only in but America. it's PG. Why isn't it PG-13? I don't know. I don't know. That's a PG movie. Why is it saying kids and family? And it says kids and family. I don't know for the genre. I don't know. The kids are back. I have no idea. I'm just like, I don't, I can't remember. Somebody made a mistake somewhere. There's a mistake. This, this is the rating because it's, it's, it's confirmed, but I don't understand why. I'm saying they made a mistake. Somebody made a mistake when they, when they made that rating. The MPA, yeah. It was meant to be something else. And they were like, Some joker watched this movie and was like, yeah, it's a PG movie. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Okay. No. Is this director the rest of the year? Doesn't he stay on the rest of the series? I can't remember if he does the last two or not. I'm going to look Or just these two. Okay. Yeah. Because I can't remember if it was just these two. So yeah, David Yates is back as director. Again, producer still David Heyman, David Barron. Writer Steve Cloves. Now, um, they didn't give credit to JK, but obviously JK Rowling too. Uh, release date. This one was out on July fifteenth, two thousand nine. So he does stay on. David Yates. I, yeah. The rest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he does continue the series. Okay. Um, this one box office gross in the USA was three hundred and two million. A lot of money there. It's a two hour and thirty three minute movie. Ratings eighty four percent from critics on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy eight percent audience score, and a seven point six out of ten on IMDb. So yeah, we haven't even talked about Slughorn. <laughs> no. Slug yeah, yeah, we have not talked about him. But oh gosh, okay. Um, yeah. So cast: we have Horace Slughorn makes his appearance. Jim Broadbent plays him, and as we talked about in the last one, Helen McCrory plays Narcissa. So she is finally in the movies. Yep. All right, not as much trivia for this one. So uh, this is the only. Harry Potter movie to be Oscar nominated for best cinematography. It's the only one out of all the movies. That's a, that's a good choice. I did I like rewatching it. I was like, man, I forgot how good the cinematography was. In this it one. is so well filmed. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it is very well done. So I could see why it got nominated. Yeah. Now this is fun. So originally this movie was going to be released on November 21st, 2008, and they postponed it to July 15th, 2009. The decision officially, according to the studio chief, Alan F. Horn, was due to the writer strike at the time, but unofficially, and apparently known to everybody in the business, this decision was following the massive earnings made by another studio movie, The Dark Knight, that came out in the week of July. So they were like, oh, July is a good, good week to release movies. Yeah. So with that, Twilight, which is supposed to be released in December, got moved up to that vacant slot. So it came out nice. earlier. So I just thought it was funny that Twilight got moved up to its because it's Twilight. Yeah. 
Uh, she's like, I'm cringing at my college I know. self. <laughs> I can see the face. <laughs> I'm just going to. I can see the face. Yeah. We Move all on. had things in our younger days that were mm -hmm. Move on. <laughs> all right. At the time of its release, J.K. Rowling has stated that this was her favorite one of the six movie adaptations. I can see that. I can totally. I thought that was interesting. And as we said, Jim Broadbent plays Horace, who's a former teacher of Severus. But in real life, the actor was born in 1949 and is three years younger than Rickman, who was born in 46. Hmm. There you go. I'm, I'm sorry. Rickman's older? Yes, by three years. That Rickman looks at least 10 years younger than him. Yeah. It, like, if you compare I would not have movie, known that. Yeah, I, I would have no known. idea. Mm -mm. It's because he's Alan Rigman. He just, you know. He didn't Well, he looked good up to the day he passed. Like, yes, he did. He did not age. He had a weird, there was like a weird, I don't know what made him so attractive. But there was something. It's the voice and everything. Him. The voice, the demeanor, yeah. just oh, the way he yeah. presented himself. Oh, Alan. Well, and his, that, his accent, I feel like it wasn't a British accent. It was his own Rickman exactly. accent. It was there's a Rickman no one, accent. Like, that's why his voice is so hard to emulate because there's no accent. He doesn't have an accent. He has, he, you're right. He is Rickman. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah. What's it, his accent? Rickman. That's mm -hmm. his accent. Rickman. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very sure. We've made up a new accent. Rickman. Yes. Okay, so I did not know this, but Dame Maggie Smith completed filming this movie while undergoing radiotherapy as treatment for breast cancer. It's very sad. I think she went through some two during Deathly Hollows. Mm hmm. Oh, At least the Maggie. first one, I believe. Yeah. Hero finds a Tiffin was cast as Tom Riddle, age 11, when his uncle Rafe played Voldemort so they are related that was his nephew. Oh, cool. I had no idea I was like oh okay it explains why he was so good at emulating him I did notice that yeah like the was a like, scary man, little 11 year old he, is he really was frightening and that is David Yates says that he hired Hero because of um his resemblance not because of the resemblance to his uncle um but he liked the dark haunted quality about the mm -hmm. the young actor yeah so. he definitely captured it yeah so Here. I mean he he resembles him, obviously, but it was mostly the acting, which, hello, yes. There have not been many, like, child actors that I've seen that can emulate that kind of darkness mm, in that kid. He's one of them, and Millie Bobby Brown is the other one. Oh, yeah. She That's fair. She plays, I don't, I, the only other thing I've seen her in, other than the Sherlock Holmes, or the Enola Holmes movies, mm -hmm. is she played a sociopathic little girl in NCIS and oh dear lord mm -hmm. she frightened me to death she's, she's a very good look. actress she's mm -hmm. she was like look. supposed to be eight. I think she was like eight mm -hmm. and she did it and I'm like just... this? it's yeah. all in the eyes that's the thing oh, it was. that's true the eyes okay. the tone of voice all, her demeanor it was yeah. a little mm -hmm. too scary I'm like oh mm -hmm. are you sure you're not Demon like this in real life <laughs> Demon. yes mm -hmm. The only other thing that comes to my mind is like the twin girls from The Shining. Oh, they're classic. I've never seen The Shining, so that oh, would yeah. make sense. Yeah. Yeah, you should look it up. The twin girls. Give me nightmares I'll look for them weeks. up, but I'm not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I know better. <laughs> uh, okay. So production designer Stuart, Stuart Craig revealed that the three broomsticks design was constructed for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter theme park first. So then they constructed an exact replica during filming. Nice. And I did not realize I that. And I thought that was fun. Mm -hmm. 
when Draco goes to the room of requirement for the first time, you can see the harp that put Fluffy to sleep Final. and the king from the uh, game of chess from the Sorcerer's Stone. Final time. What? You said first. If anybody's looking for it, it's his final time going to the room requirement, not the first Oh, is that time. what I said? Uh, yeah. yeah. It sure says final. I can't read yeah. it. I'm sorry. It says final. <laughs> Don't look for it the first time he goes there. You won't see it. Oh, gosh. Multiple okay. seasons of him going there. If you want to look for it. Just wait till the last time and then you'll see it. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Okay. So Tom Felton stated during the interview that in the end sequence of the movie, when Snape kills Dumbledore and he's leading all the Death Eaters out, uh, there was an accident that happened. Okay. So before they started filming, Alan Rickman had turned around in this very sinister way and said, don't step on my cloak, which I can imagine would be very frightening coming from Alan Rickman. And they weren't sure if he was like joking or not. So who knows? Um, but they were told by David Yates that they all had to stay very close together while they were leaving, right? Um, so when shooting began, um, yeah, Felton was the closest one to Rickman and dug his heel into the cloak causing Rickman's neck to rip back. Felton reported that there was an awkward silence afterward, clear that Rickman was not in a good mood after the accident had occurred. <laughs> he continuously apologized to Rickman and Rickman obviously did accept and made a joke of it later. But could you mm. imagine? First of all, he's looking like Snape. He's got that right. big billowy cloak and he specifically said, do not, do not step on my cloak. And what does he do? Mm-hmm. Steps on the one thing i commanded you not to do uh, that just made me laugh i'm like tom felton was probably freaking out oh yeah <laughs> the, the scared emotion he's portraying as draco is actually like, tom just being terrified of thinking over there about what's about to happen oh my gosh i gotta walk behind him again <laughs> who knows yeah. well he already had to spend six years working with the guy who played his dad so he's dealing with that and then now he's got to deal with alan rigman it's like dude's got some father issues yeah that's very true Mm-hmm. Jason did a good job of dealing with that. Yeah. Now, yeah. Okay. So Snape's redemption. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So first one, even though we don't know it until the next book slash movie, Snape kills Dumbledore, and we know from what we know in the future is that he did not want to do it. He was upset about this, and Dumbledore is just like, "This is the way it has to be. I'm going to die anyway, and Draco cannot kill me." And they both knew it. So it kills me, kills me when Dumbledore looks at him and he's just like, please. It's mm. so sad because you know, you know now in that moment, you think it's he's begging him, please don't kill me, don't do it. But in reality, he's just like, please, it's time. Could you right. just get it over with? You have to do it. So sad. And you can see how hard that must be. Cause you know, yeah. Snape really sucks. I, I get it. But he's he's obviously very close to Dumbledore and that had to have been super difficult. Can I throw a devil's advocate? No. I just want to get your opinions. It's oh. more of an opinion question. It's a okay. question. No. I'll allow it. Okay. You'll allow it. I'll allow it. So, do you think Snape could have gotten the mustard to kill him if he had not done the unbreakable bow to Nessie, sissy, about protecting her son? Because the vow, if he doesn't kill Dumbledore, he dies. I think at the end of the day. Do you think there's some selfish in him mm-hmm. that he knew he had to kill him or he died? I don't think so. I And I, that might be wrong. But I think I at the know. end of the day, he had already had 
these conversations with Dumbledore. He already knew what was going on, you know, because Snape is in on all the secrets mm-hmm. of the Death Eaters and was already in cahoots with Dumbledore about it. And I think they had already had a discussion. So that's why he's like, yeah, I'll do the unbreakable vow because at the end of the day, I've already agreed to do this regardless. Like, okay. I, I've, I'm vowing to protect Draco and I've agreed to, with Dumbledore that we will protect the children and and I will do what I have to and Dumbledore is going to die anyway. So go yeah, ahead, so, Dan. So you're asking if, so just so I'm clear, like you're asking if he hadn't done the Unbreakable spell, he would have just let Draco do what he was doing. In other words. Well, I don't know if Draco would have done it. I'm saying, do you think Dumbledore would have actually died by either one of their hands that night if he didn't do the Unbreakable Vow? Like Snape just wouldn't have done it at all. Like it ended up being Bellatrix or somebody else. Yeah. Because no one else is doing it. Or the only reason he did do it was because he knew he would die because of the Unbreakable Vow. And if he hadn't done that, he wouldn't have bothered. No, I think Sammy's right. Like I think he, they, he had pretty much kind of committed to this. And he's been playing this, both of these sides for so long. Like at this point, there's no going back for him. But here's the thing that I'm all, here's the the only reason why I'm wondering if he mm-hmm. would actually have hesitated and maybe not. Because number one, Dumbledore has kind of become his only friend, his yeah. only parent figure. And how, like in the moment, you say you can do something, like mm-hmm. it's human to say you can do something right, right, right. until you get to that moment. Well, you have to actually do it, yeah. So if in that case- If he didn't have the vow over him, in that moment, do you wonder if he actually could have done it because of the connection he has to Dumbledore, even though Dumbledore probably infuriates him, even though he can't believe the crap that, mm-hmm. but there is a loyalty there because Dumbledore got him out of all the crap from earlier in his life. There's mm-hmm. a loyalty there that I'm like, I don't know if he would have been able because yes, Dumbledore might've been dying. But he still was in pretty good condition at that point. Well, it wasn't to the point where he could he was going to keel over in two minutes. Well, we don't know, though. So Snape had been taking care of him behind the scenes, right? Giving him potions, taking yeah. care of him, which we saw a little bit, but we we never really got the full story on that. Right, right. So I True. still really think that Dumbledore was closer to death than any of us were led to believe mm-hmm. because he'd been okay. trying to fight it off. And I think Snape would have done it regardless, even though it was the worst thing in the world to do. Because mm-hmm. Dumbledore basically begged him, please, Severus, if anyone's going to do it, please, will you do it mm-hmm. and, okay. and end this and keep the fight going? So I think he well, still would have done it. But I do agree with you. I don't know how. Yeah. I think it would have been the hardest thing in the world to have yeah. to do that. Yeah. He, he yeah. But definitely might have hesitated. Yeah. Like, I mean, he kind of so, did. He did. He kind of like, did hesitate, hesitate to be fair. I feel like it would have yes. been more. Yeah. yeah, and I know he had to do it. Like in retrospect, now seeing all of it, because it gave like it gave Voldemort the trust back into Snape that he needed. Mm-hmm. Right, like exactly. it was very strategic mm-hmm. on him mm-hmm. also being the one to kill Dumbledore. Um, but yeah, I just I look at that scene sometimes now, knowing everything. I'm like, I. It, it makes me just wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes That's me fair. wonder. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. And when Harry is chasing him, shut up, when Harry is chasing him and yelling, you're a coward and all that, right? Technically, Snape does not fight back. He he deflects the spells and he right doesn't- Right back onto Harry. He could have deflected them anywhere he wanted. One of them deflects well, back onto Harry, but that's because Harry just keeps poking the bear and is just like, you're mm-hmm. a coward, you suck, what I hate you. you. Like, and then he you, does that Sectrum Sempra yeah. spell and, and, and um, Snape's just like, bro. Do you know where that came from? Let me school you. 
Like he he finally just angered because Snape just killed like his best friend. And now he's being yelled at by this kid that he still has to protect until the right moment because he knows all of this now. Yeah, I know. But he's but he setting Harry up hands. for. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying he could have done some like basic kind of like worthless spell to be like, get away from me, Harry. But instead, he's just like, just knock it off. Just deflect the spells, whatever, until Harry really got under his skin. Because Snape is still Snape. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, there, the there's the not going to be, there, there is redemption, but not that much. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, we're a little annoyed with you now, Harry. I need you to just shut up. Okay. Uh -huh. okay but in retrospect for, or in, in the bigger picture for Harry, Harry, number one, does not know any of this is happening. Well, no. The only father figure other than Sirius, who just died last movie, he probably looked at Dumbledore as more of a grandfather figure, even though he didn't realize Dumbledore was mm -hmm. raising him to be killed. Mm -hmm. Um, just got killed by the man he hates the most because mm -hmm. he dealt like he talks bad about his parents. Of course, he's going to go after. Snape. Oh, I don't of think there's a problem with that. It's a very him. natural reaction. No, I think Harry should have done that. I don't think there's a problem. I'm just saying. Well, you that said Snape... Harry was annoying you. I'm like, but he no, I said to... no. Harry was annoying Snape because he's yelling oh, at me. You're a coward. I thought you just said you were annoyed by Harry. No, like, I think Harry should have done that. If I were Harry, okay. even the same thing. He doesn't know okay. exactly okay. what he said. Yeah, but I'm saying Snape could have reacted a bit differently, even if he did some bogus spell just to get Harry away from well, him. And he, he was just more deflects. sinister in the book about it. Yeah, it's it's in, a little worse. In the movie's not bad. Yeah, in the movie, it's a little bit better. But everything he does in the movie is dialed back a little bit from the book. But that is just something. And then he does, regardless of the unbreakable vow and everything, I think he still would have watched over Draco, no matter what. He still would have been trying to protect him because he well, did Draco's have that. favorite. Yeah, and he had that conversation with Dumbledore, too, about it. Like, they were going to make yeah. sure they took care of Draco. And at least somebody was... I'll give him that him. since he's watching over my husband. <sighs> Somebody should have been because no one else cared about Draco. No, no one. Mm. Even like his friends, even like just what's her face that followed him around like a little lost puppy, like all of them. They just, none of the, none of his friends were actually his friends. No. Like no. the poor boy was set up for a horrible, horrible school year. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me so sad for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I want to save him. I don't want to change him. I just want to save him from all of it. <laughs> Not exactly better from cha than changing somebody, but, you know. Save, save your, what is it, save your complex? Oh, yeah. And Ashley is one of those. Hey, I have one, too, okay? I takes <laughs> one to no one. Look at her thing. That's why it. I have no problem <laughs> calling you like, You're a saver. A little bit. I am. You are a yeah, saver. A little I bit. Am. It's okay. You got a hero complex. I know. This I is why you're a Gryffindor. That's why you're a Gryffindor. It fits. It's probably why I had like the, what I do like with youth and mm -hmm. my kids and mm -hmm. yep. yeah, it's okay. I get put in my place when it comes to that sometimes. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. You just know no. how to use, how to have to use you it. Have to, you have to, yeah, yeah. monitor it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Channel your powers for good. Mm -hmm. I try. Yeah. All right. Favorite character. Mm -hmm. hey, done, done. All right. So, uh, yeah, I didn't really have, aside from Slughorn, which I thought was going to be obvious, I really didn't have anybody new. Um, you know, Luna, you know, she's always fun. Uh, I really mm -hmm. like, I actually did like Harry in this one. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, yeah. 
um, Ginny because she, you know, even though we haven't seen much of her, you know, she comes into her own and we start to see why they're a better match for each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I liked Hermione in this one as well. Um, I liked yeah. Ron too, even though Ron was kind of a, you know, he was kind of whiny in this one, but well, I, we haven't I even talked him. about him and Lavender. No, we I don't know if I wanted to. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about it. I mean, look, the guy, uh, the poor man has been virtually ignored this entire time. Let him have a little fun. Um, you know, let him play the field a little bit. I mean, yes, let him enjoy this. He's, he's like, it. Let him step out of Harry's He knows what shadow. he's doing. He, he knows, knows what he's doing. Let For to Hermione. It's, it's, it's not the Harry thing. It's it's the Hermione thing. Mm -hmm. It's the, he, I mean, he he's, knows he's, he's hurting her. Like this. Oh, Does you're he? with... You're with Victor Crumb, blah, blah, oh, blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. And now look what he, he does. This is why Ron yeah, but I mean, then After all that, he's like, okay, Hermione obviously doesn't like me, so I'm just going to move on. Ron is this, kinda... But he is still harboring all the... He shouldn't have been dating Lavender because honestly, Lavender was just a step in for the fact that he couldn't get Hermione. You, you don't think he was trying to move on from Hermione, though? No. He, <clears throat> I think part of what happened, too, was that whole Slughorn, the Slug Club. And he didn't mm -hmm. get invited. And once again, Ron feels left out and it's Hermione and it's Harry. And mm -hmm. it just added to the whole thing. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, it's instead of like, you know, I, I see it as like a guy, instead of dwelling and stewing and getting angry, he just takes matters into his own hands. He's like, all right, I'm going to go be my own rock star. He didn't even like Lavender. She attacked him and he just let her. Exactly. I don't think he liked her. He go after Lavender. She attacked him and he just let it happen. He just went along for the ride. Still counts. Okay. And He's milking I even wanted to take him it. to... He, she wanted to take him to the holiday party mm -hmm. before Lavender jumped him. And Ron was being so dumb-dumb about it. Well, he is dumb-dumb. Yeah. But it's his, it's, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> Gets on my nerves. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's, never, it's, it's a power play. I've never been play. a Ron fan, so it doesn't help me. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a Ron fan. I just, I like Myrtle, I find him amusing. He a little confused, but he got the spirit. That's how I see him. Okay. That's how I've always seen him. Okay. He's kind of an idiot, but he's got a good heart. Until next movie, he is a uber idiot. He is. Is it next movie or the... Yeah, no, it's I think the it's next the, one. It's the no, next. I thought it was part two. Which one no, is he? I'm no, it's like the, the end one. of part it's one the and the beginning one. of part two. Okay. It's in the middle of the next one, yeah. yeah. Because the the second one, they're together and they're going after the Gringotts. We and start all off at Gringotts, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I just I, I keep seeing that speech he gives Hermione. I'm like, oh, look at that. He's finally grown up. Good man. When he finally confesses his feelings for like, oh, Hermione OK, I'm it. like, what are you talking about? There's no, a couple like... speeches and one of them I want to punch him in the nuts. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, Ron. Oh, Ron, Ron. One, I do one. love like and and here's why you know that he didn't even try to move on and he hasn't moved mm -hmm. on is at the very end of this movie when he is or not in but in when he's in the bed and Luna and not Luna oh gosh Lavender is there and Hermione is there and he says Hermione's name and not Lavender's Best name no ever <laughs> Hermione's so little funny. grin he's hilarious so funny and her going out with um that oh that Hockey face. Hockey um, cocky. Gryffindor. Um, yeah. McCormick. McCormick, yes. Oh, because it would so bother Ron the most. Because it would bother Ron. Yeah. Exactly. They so both they're, are a little. They're, they're making each other jealous. That's what it is. Yeah. That's true. And Harry's just over here like, 
you guys could you not mm. Voldemort's coming back could we just could we stop He's not dealing with jealousy on his own with Dean, so it's whatever. That's right. He's got all his monster mm-hmm. and stuff in them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, my favorite and Jenny the book. I love Jenny in this book. Um, mm-hmm. when she finally realizes Dean's an idiot and leaves mm-hmm. him, doesn't he get a? He doesn't get abusive, doesn't he? I don't remember. Something I, don't know. I think happened. Hermione says something like the way he talks to her or something is like Some, disrespectful. Yeah, I can't remember not, though. Yeah, yeah, that feels right. Um. And then I love Hermione in this movie. I love Hermione in this book. I'm back on the Hermione train. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been on love the Hermione, Hermione train, but um, she's just great because her personality comes a little bit more trying to make Ron jealous. Um, mm-hmm. Just everything. I just love mm-hmm. her. Uh, a Draco, even though he has issues. Sad Draco. My, my sad little Draco. Sad Draco. Um, I'm not a Slughorn fan. He, he really? just annoys oh, really? me. He just annoys me. He's such a joyous he, individual. He really no. is. <laughs> just embraces life. What I think annoys me the most about him is his blood club. This slug club. It just it, the favoritism, and I I'm uh, so against favoritism. Slytherin. I know. Yeah. I'm so yeah. against favoritism and how teachers do that. And I've seen how that destroys students. They do. It's do that. it's the teacher in me. Yeah. It's the small group leader in yeah. me because we have that problem at my youth group. Um, not middle I, school, but I dealt with some ones. of that at SCU. I guess. Um. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we had it at SCU. Mm-hmm. It just it's favoritism is not healthy for this age group and when adults mm-hmm. put favoritism into this age group it just it destroys people so I, it just I'm makes not you if you're slug-over. yeah it, it <laughs> makes you on the outside if you're on the outside of it it just makes you not care like it mm-hmm. makes you like like what's the point yeah. even trying like i'm not mm-hmm. gonna get further yep. any further because you don't care about me i think yep. it doesn't bother me because i feel like most of the people don't really care that he's trying to collect them like mm-hmm. they just think it's kind of silly you know, but to him, it's very serious. Yeah. It's very right. serious. It's know? very serious because he needs to be able to like skew favors and different things mm-hmm. later on. But I just love how Harry's like, oh, would you, you want me to let him collect me? And Dumbledore's like, yes. I'm just like, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. <sighs> um, those are my like big three. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I like Harry. The only mo- the only I book do. that Harry annoys me is, is the fifth one. But other than that, Harry's great in all of them. Yeah, he's um, got a lot to deal with in this one, so. Yeah. yeah. He's got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And I like book Harry and Ginny together, too. I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're great. Yeah. Uh, Sadie. Um, so already said, like, everybody. I love all, everyone that's been listed. And then, of course, I listed Snape. But that's more because I know, like, what he was going through. Behind when we originally movie. saw this movie before we knew. or I knew. Originally I didn't read- believe it. I didn't believe it. I remember arguing with you when we were like teenagers about, <laughs> about the book. Snape. It yes. had to be the books because we already read Deathly yeah, Hallows was... by the time this movie came out. Yeah, but I remember, I remember the thing I remember about Deathly Hallows when it was coming out was I was, because I hadn't argued with you that I was like, no, Snape is going to turn out on the good side. And we argued about it. And I remember when Deathly Hallows came out, I was like, do you see? There's a whole chapter on it in your face. See, we've been having this. thing is, we've been having this argument since high school. A very long time. We've been arguing about that, and neither of us have changed. Still on the same sides. Yes. Uh, yeah. Old grudges die hard. It's, it's but we're so still true. besties. It's fine. It's so 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 true. Yeah. 
but that's why not really it's just more so because i know and you know i like the when we get to more insight to snape and you know like the half-blood prince and where that came from and the fact that he did that whole thing with the with the potions book even though he put that sketchy mm-hmm. spell in there let's ignore that one but all the though you can really? tell he's just so smart by all the little yeah. notes he made about to do the potions mm-hmm. and you know why he should be the potions master even though he thinks he should be the defense against the dark arts teacher he really is keyed into potions and that just shows yeah. he is a true artist when it comes mm-hmm. to his craft like that's what i learned Harry's about like, like just the little like he probably like, when, when it talks about when harry's got the book and he's like oh no don't crack it you crumple it or whatever the yeah like you don't cut it you crush it whatever it was you know don't put 12 of these things put 13 of them like you know snape just got curious and said i wonder what this does and then he tried it and then it worked like that's the guy who's Mm -hmm. just on endlessly Mm -hmm. creating he's meticulous very meticulous very creative Mm -hmm. very just always thinking always his mind's just always going Mm -hmm. like he's kind of a genius like he's really yeah i i i I admire him in that that. Mm -hmm. and can we just acknowledge the fact, the the way they portrayed Hermione as she's trying to do the potion and yes. hair and everything gets crazier and crazier right. and crazier. And the way and she's Harry looking at Harry. finally does something better than her. It's uh-huh. perfection in that oh, yeah. Yes, that's why I listed that as one of my favorite down. things because of that, yes. For Hermione. Her world is not with not the books. up right now. Because I would be doing what Hermione did. I would be like so frustrated because I'm, I'm very much like, follow the instructions when it comes to formulas and different things right, mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> that's so funny oh that takes me back to chem class oh fallen mm-hmm. one of my favorite mm-hmm. classes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very much so mm-hmm. it's odd that my favorite teachers in high school were science teachers but my favorite but i thrived better in english mm-hmm. that's okay and some weird we had some good english teachers just weird we did mm-hmm. but i had what's her face you didn't have her junior year you had couch another year and i had myers oh i never got to experience the wonder that was her no Mm-mm. no sadness all right are we ready for favorite scenes sure mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. i've had a, a few more of these um and again, this is another one of those ongoing things throughout each movie. It's being reunited at the Weasleys. Um, yeah. You know, always, a, always a warm, happy feeling. I put this looking up the stairs because that's, I actually saw this in the theater when it came out, having really not been familiar with Harry Potter. Like I had watched the previous movies, but didn't have much of an emotional attachment. But that one scene where they were looking up the stairs and like Ron pops his head out and then mm-hmm. Hermione pops her head out, mm-hmm. you know, and they're kind of like, that's the one scene from that movie when I saw in the theater that always stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. I just really, you know, like cinematography directed very Mm -hmm. well executed, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like musical, you know, at this point, it's like, Mm -hmm. here we go again. We're reunited. Hey, you know, um, everything taking place at the Weasley's wizard wheezes. I forgot how how much fun thing is so good. Yes. Seeing the twins just come into their own. Mm -hmm. Just wonderful. Uh, Luna saving Harry, you know, even though, yeah, it was a, you know, also a good scene, even though it wasn't Tonks, like it wasn't the book, uh, still mm-hmm. a great scene. Yep. Um, Slughorn teaching potions that pretty much that entire potions class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then we were like, well, Hermione's really coming into her own with her feelings for Ron mm-hmm. and she's describing like his scent, like without us realizing it. And then it starts to get more specific. It's like, oh, okay you are down bad mm-hmm. 
there you are and ron's just like oh like ron does yes exactly mm -hmm. um and that's another one of the ongoing themes that i like in this movie just all the angsty angsty lovey situations the bad matches the secret longings it just adds to the tension you know in this movie it's kind of like um a goblet of fire but like in a more mature way you know where it's like all this epic thing is happening all these epic things are going on and we're also still in high school and we mm -hmm. have love triangles you know um <laughs> and then ron winning the uh match thinking it was because harry spiked his drink mm -hmm. and you know hermione just like shaking her head like you idiot you idiot but like can't help but grinning and then it finds that and then you find out that like harry had nothing to do with it and it's just ron believing in himself mm -hmm. finally finally, finally. yes mm -hmm. exactly and that's what i think that's what i say like ron becoming his own rock star it's like he really didn't need anything he just had it he needed the push yeah yeah that's true so just the fact that he had that and he had his friends behind him like he he needed that you know he needed to kind of own his own little world for a mm -hmm. little while yeah you know not not all the time you know he kind of had to grow out of it eventually but yeah he needed his moment and i'm glad mm -hmm. he got to have that mm -hmm. um and then sammy you mentioned this too i think everyone kind of mentions but uh he gets love poison love poison potion I love that. and then the it's uh so funny you know just completely gone and we don't really know, like, we, we think he's talking about the one girl who's, who's crushing on him, but then Lavender, uh -huh. Lavender, and then we think, oh, no, he's talking about Hermione, and then it's, like, somebody else entirely. It's, like, Ramona. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm in love with her. Okay, great, you're in love with her. Wonderful. Do you, did she, have you ever talked to her? Oh, no, could you introduce me? Like That's that whole, yeah. so funny. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and Harry's so, just, like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then there's coming to Slughorn. He's like, guys, what, this is all like, like, no, really, really powerful love potion. He's like, oh, all right, yeah, come on in, come on in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And uh, I don't. Did you? I, I I don't I don't know if this was mentioned at one point, but I feel like I read this somewhere where like where Ron like um where like they're making the potion, and then Harry mentions Voldemort. And he's like, don't say his name. All the while, Ron's in the background. He gets on the couch, and then he falls over. Like, is that, am I reading this correctly where that was actually an outtake and they just left it in? Did you, did you I don't never, I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't I see that possibly. in anything. I'll just see okay. if I can dig I'm not, that up. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure I, I feel like I may have read that somewhere. Where I that really hope it was. I hope that's true. So well. That's even yeah. funnier. I really hope that's true. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah. But that, that whole scene just uh, spot on, spot on. So, so much funny. fun. Oh, it's so, so funny. Fun. What about you, Ashley? Sorry, I'm ask? trying to find a quote that I can't I can't remember off the top of my head. It's a Fred and George quote, and I can't find it. Oh. I'll keep looking here in a second. Um, uh, what are we on? We're on scenes, aren't we? Yeah, scenes. Okay. You didn't put <laughs> anything, so I'm like, I don't know if you had anything to add or... Um, <laughs> I mean, I, of course I love, every, I love a lot of the things that, that Dan said. Um, I loved, uh, the scene and it's the, it's the, it's the quote I'm trying to find where, um, they're in, uh, the wizarding, the wizard wheezing wheezes or whatever their mm -hmm. store's called. And Ron's like, how much is this? Oh, five galleons. Five galleons. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, you have it on here. Damn I, have it, it. I, I didn't see that you had it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that scene where he's like, but I'm family. <laughs> And galleons, like, and the way they say it in unison makes it so much funnier. Oh, so I good. love that scene. same love inflection. That. It's mm -hmm. great. Oh, we're professional. 
Mm. Guys, it's the professional. Mm. All right, let's make it more. Why not? Exactly. Exact same exact same inflection. (laughs) So great. Um, so I love that scene. Uh I feel like there's not like a lot of the scenes that I like enjoyed, they're like the darker scenes and they're not like my favorite, but Mm -hmm. um the um oh gosh, I really should have wrote everything down this morning. I can't even think of it now. I had it in my brain and now it's gone. Mm. Oh, the scene where it's very sad and dark, but for some reason it, it, to me, it was just kind of a beautiful scene when, um, after Lavender and Ron start kissing, (laughs) Hermione like leaves and Harry follows her. Mm -hmm. And when she's sitting there, just, just for once, for the first time we see, emotion from Hermione mm-hmm. about something other than like school right. and she has the birds flittering and they just her and Harry have this brother sister moment that mm-hmm. is very beautiful it's and amazing. I love when Ron comes and she's like what's what's with the birds and she's just the the switch the flip switch of like mm-hmm. anger and then shoots him at him I'm mm-hmm. like yep yes. I do that that's what I would be doing right now. I love that too. It was a beautiful scene. It Mm -hmm. it really shows, they really do develop, they try to develop Ron and Hermione very well in this Mm -hmm. one into Mm -hmm. the next one. And and they've done it throughout the series, but um, I still don't know if I agree with them being together, but they did a really good job of, of it makes a little more sense and bringing it, bringing Mm -hmm. it through. Uh, especially with the the friends to lovers trope is what they really right. are. Mm-hmm. Um, even though everyone thinks it's a love triangle, which it's not. I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, with Val, with Lavender, it's a little bit of a love triangle, but mm-hmm. that that doesn't even, yeah. Um, the love potion scene, like Dan said, I love that scene. It's hilarious. Um, the scene where uh, they're in the library and Hermione's like, um, you need to be careful because these girls... Dan has the the quotes in here too. Yes. Okay. Yes. I am the chosen one. (laughs) Like I love her smacking him on the head. Just like like, okay, sorry. I'll I'll go with someone else. I'll go with someone. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Just like oh god, I love that scene because it's very much. You really do in this movie see the brother sister relationship Mm -hmm. between Mm -hmm. and the friend like the hard the the good friendship between um, Harry and Hermione and I think Mm -hmm. that. In my opinion, Hermione and Harry are better friends mm-hmm. than it mm-hmm. Ron to Harry. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I like there is too much, there's too much jealousy that happens between mm-hmm. him and Ron. There's mm-hmm. too many things happening. Like sometimes I wonder if they would have continued to be friends after school if Hermione and Ron didn't get married. Mm. Because you never know. Like after high school, after school. Though when those types of things come out, you kind of get them out of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's 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 just one of my weird thoughts of like, what if? I like mm-hmm. what if thoughts. What do you mean? Do yeah. you think that they would have after high school they would have actually like gotten together or just remain really good friends? Hermione and and Harry and Harry. Oh, I don't know about that, but I'm saying mm-hmm. like if Hermione and Ron didn't get married, oh, Harry and Ron. would Harry and Ron gotcha. drift if Ron couldn't find himself? Yeah. I, 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 sadly, I could see that happening. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Hermione, again, the glue that holds everything together. It's, it's, it's very, very true. true. It's mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Sammy. So first of all, I just want to say that like, 
a month uh, it's been a month now a month ago i went and i saw this movie live at the dr phillips center no i was so jealous i'm so sorry but so they jealous. um they were playing the music live so the the movie was on the screen and they had captions on it but the music was all taken out of the movie and the orchestra the orlando orchestra played it live okay so awesome first of all going there and seeing all these people dressed up not everybody was dressed up in like costumes but there were a fair number of people who were wearing their colors or their robes you know i wore like blue for ravenclaw that first of all was fun secondly when they're going to play the movie they specifically said we want you to have fun so be loud cheer for your favorite scenes you know don't be quiet during the movie and it was the most fun i wish i could see every harry potter movie with a, just a theater full of harry potter nerds mm -hmm. so that we could all react amazing. to the movie it made me appreciate this movie even more than I already did. It was so much fun and just seeing who they were going to cheer for, who they weren't going to cheer for. Like, of course, you know, Harry and Hermione and Ron got cheers. Bellatrix got cheers when she of came course. on the screen. I wasn't sure. I was like, we'll see. I'm going to cheer for Bellatrix. But <laughs> there are a lot of Bellatrix. A lot, lot of fans. Oh, yeah. um, Alan Rickman got a huge applause when he appeared. He was, you know, Draco, to be fair, Tom Felton did as well. Lavender got booed. That was very <gasps> funny. When they, of were, course, she got booed. Yeah, there were a lot of talking back at Lavender, telling her to shut up, go away. Like <laughs> that made me laugh a lot. <laughs> so some of these scenes are even funnier because of that. But um, yeah, so that just it made the movie even funnier. So some of the things that were funny anyway, like getting to sit in that theater with them, yeah. it just it amped it up. So I think that made me appreciate some of these a little bit better, like the love potion scene and all of that was just even better with the room full of full of people um but the one we haven't we talked about the love potion to death and then um harry's best in potions again super, so super funny, funny. <laughs> so watching funny. hermione struggle and then at the end too when he gets the the potion and everyone's uh -huh. just staring at him <laughs> it always makes me laugh like nobody cares exactly they're all just like are you kidding me right now uh -huh. so funny I want to know what Snape's reaction was when he finds out about this. Harry? Like, I would love to see Snape's exactly. reaction. Of, I'm Potter? sorry, who did you give the best of Harry Potter? To? Harry Potter, the the same Why? Harry Potter, right? Mm -hmm. What? Yes, super funny. And then, can we also talk about Slughorn's like outfit when he's teaching? Like, he wears the little like graduation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's what they wore back in his day. I think so too. And it just makes me laugh that he's just rocking it. Like it fits his character, but it's very it does. odd. He's, very, he's it sticks a, out. He's a, a kooky little man. He certainly is. And then the slug club, slug club party mm. is just <laughs> great. I love it. Hermione trying to duck out from McCormick and trying to hide. And then she eats that food when they're like, it makes your breath smell terrible. She's just like scarfing it down, ducking to hide. And then um, when McCormick shows up and he eats one and then he, he asks Harry what's made out of. And Harry says like dragon balls. And then he throws up at Snape's feet and the way Snape. Snape just stares. <laughs> so funny. You're sending yourself a much detention, Mr. Exactly. McCormick. Not so fast, Mr. Oh, Potter. it's great and then snape is there right to tell harry you know dumbledore can't meet with you he is traveling he will see you mm -hmm. after the holidays and then harry's just like well where is he going and it's so funny to me because snape just stares at him and walks off yeah 
He doesn't reply. He doesn't acknowledge that Harry said anything to him. He just leaves. Uh, the face. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was. It's just so funny. I just love the party. It just cracks me up every time. I just can't get over it. But there's just so many good scenes, and I know we've got quotes coming up. Like Dan has some that I really love too. But like mm-hmm. when he finally takes the potion and he goes with Slughorn, and that's there's that whole bit with Dead Air Aragog, and it's just Aragog. Oh, and gosh. Like, yeah, like you're gonna do the pincers thing. Like, oh my goodness. It just cracks me up. And like, you know, when Slughorn's talking to Harry, it's just like, Harry, and he's just like, sir. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. And Hagrid's is the place to be. Oh, I just, there's a lot of funny things in this. And then all of a sudden, the second half of the movie comes and you're like, oof, well, we yeah. just got all the funny out of the way for this one because now right. this yeah, entire movie uh, yeah. in a different way. We had to soften the yep. blow, you know. Ooh. And then, yeah. okay, when Dumbledore dies, right, very sad. Okay. One thing that was so great at the theater too is that when he died, all of the characters raised their wands and light them, right? And a bunch of people in the theater got their phones out and lit their cell phones mm-hmm. as the same tribute. My phone was in my bag and it would have been like a whole awkward thing for me to get it out. So yeah. that's the only reason I didn't participate. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. Like, it's just like a 3D movie now, like where everybody's acknowledging the death of Dumbledore and yeah. So I highly recommend this. I mean, Anybody who can go, I highly, highly recommend. That would be really cool. I mean, I'd love to do the Potters. That would be amazing. But to watch like New Hope, they do Star Wars Star ones. Star Wars too. ones. They do a series of Star Wars like ones that too. because mm-hmm. it's John Williams music. It's like oh. I know. Right. Anything just I and know. I, I wanna, I wanna. They, I wanna. you should keep an eye out. They might come to the embassy sometime and do that. So. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's a traveling thing in that. Just tell him to go. It's great. It's a he great just, atmosphere. Robbie like likes Harry Potter, but he's not super into it. But he loved it. I was like, "Did you like it?" And he's like, "This was like the greatest thing that we went to." He thought it was awesome. That's okay. He, he's like like more than Brett into Harry Potter, but still. Yeah, Brett's like, not in at all. He's not in at all. <laughs> just more maybe Brett, it'll make him appreciate much. it. Right. Yeah. Huh? I, said, I think it's going to take like, a lot. Yeah. I think it's going to take a lot. Hmm. No. Listen, I got him to appreciate going to Disney World. I, I'm. That's I, fair. That's a One win. Step. That's my biggest win. Giant step. Is he appreciates Disney World? He, he wants. We, we already talk about when we're going back next. It just, that's the win. That's the key one right there. It's the key one. Yes, Harry Potter is fine. Mm-hmm. He can. It, it, that one's not a a deal breaker. Right. Mm-hmm. He didn't realize Disney was a deal breaker, but it was a deal breaker. Now you know. Sorry, Did you not liked it? <laughs> mm. okay let's be honest just in general we've talked about this before brett Mm -hmm. if i we talked about when i started dating if i found someone to date if they didn't have appreciation for going to disney there'd be no point of us dating because literally that's i'm not changing Mm -hmm. away Mm -hmm. ever nope i can deal with him not her not liking harry potter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay Still trying to figure out how to get him to appreciate pirates a little bit more. That one still stays. <laughs> Who doesn't like pirates? Just... Apparently, my boyfriend. I don't get it. Don't pirate Like, come give on. Give it, give it, give him time. It took. It actually took me a while to warm up to pirates. So just make him watch it over and over again, then until he likes it. Yeah. There's a. Solution. Has he seen all of them, or just the first one? Uh, he's seen the first three. I have not made okay. him watch four and five because honestly, I didn't want to watch. Don't, them. don't. They're not worth it. Exactly. We just can pretend they're not. We, just, we we pretend they're not there. Just the first thing. 
Okay, quotes. Quotes, quotes, quotes. All right. Um, uh -huh. We've mentioned this several times, but, you know, I put this money, you know, how much is this? Five galleons. How much is this? Five galleons. I'm your brother. Ten galleons. So you know. funny. So great. Um, and then the scene where they're in the hallway and McGonagall uh, tell Terry to mm -hmm. go over to Potions or, you know, to join a... <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they do the whole exchange and just take Weasley with you. He looks way too happy over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love McGonagall. Love McGonagall. Love that whole scene. Um, and then I, it's it's I really like that you you had mentioned this scene actually because everything you listed about this particular scene I completely am in agreement with, and then for the exact same reasons like the scene where Hermione's breaking down mm -hmm. about seeing you know her feelings for Ron. Oh and yeah, yeah. Just, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Like everything about it really sums up just one who she is who harry is and why they're that particular friendship is so good like that brother sister like consoling yeah. each other you know um which says how does it feel harry seeing dean mm -hmm. and jenny like i know i see the way you look at her you're my best friend and then she does the whole thing with the birds against ron mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's like it feels like this yeah you know? yep. and it's like i i like seeing that it's like i i love that how mm -hmm. It developed her and Ron as their feelings for each other, but also developed her and Harry as that their sibling type of like, mm -hmm. you know, it's just like yeah. such a really pivotal and absolutely beautiful moment. Um, yeah. So completely, uh, completely love that. Um, and then you mentioned this one as well. Uh, she, you know, she's only interested in you because she thinks you're the chosen one, but I am the chosen one, smack. Hey. Yeah. Uh, you gotta do so, it with the right inflection. Hmm. She's only interested in you because she thinks you're the chosen one. But I, I am the chosen, chosen one. one. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. So funny. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and then uh, uh, after the previous scene, you know, Hermione comes and sees, uh, you know, sees uh, oh, yeah. Ron and her, you know, they're snogging and uh, just that sort of that whole like, excuse me, I have to go vomit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, th I think we've all had an excuse me, I had to go vomit moment more than mm -hmm. once. Yep. So, yeah, I definitely, definitely felt that one. Uh, Ron finally, <laughs> Ron coming out of the whole thing, uh, this whole love spell, he's out of it. He's, these girls, they're going to kill me. Oh, Ron. He's lucky they haven't killed him yet. Hey, he before is. This movie. He really mm -hmm. is. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. But, huh. yeah. Um, I kind of threw this one in there at the last minute just because I wanted an extra quote. And, uh, you know, that's one, one of the things I like about Slughorn. He's just, he is what he is. He just embellishes, envelops, embellishes, whatever. He enjoys life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you mm -hmm. know, it's like, I know you kids are a little, you know, probably a little young for this, but, you know, whatever. Under the circumstances, I think we're fine. A couple, you know, we all get a little glass of wine just to life. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, that's the quote. To life. I'm okay. Like, I can't oh, okay. remember where it was from. I'm like, where is that? yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's after they come out of the uh love potion and everything and, ah uh, yeah that's right yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like you know normally this wouldn't be a good idea but under the circumstances i think it's fine mm -hmm. so was well, not a good idea but okay no, no it, was very it wasn't much not a because <laughs> it was okay, Rod, whoop, and then yeah bye bye ron exactly um and then uh i uh Again, this is another one that I kind of threw in at the last minute, but because I love the whole scene where Harry finally takes the whole luck potion or whatever. And that whole scene is where he's just got this big grin on his face the whole time. <laughs> yep. How do you feel? Excellent. Really excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then when he's when they're going, they're talking about the what is it, the big 
uh what what arachno whatever it is the yeah, um, aragog aragog the Aragon. um Arachn yeah oh what's it called it's a specific name i don't remember it's something related to a spider i know that yes it's just a big giant acromentia acromentia yeah uh, something, something like that maybe he's a big freaking spider that's all exactly. he's a huge spider yeah, and there's, you know, Hagrid's just going over all the different things, and then just, like, it's it's so random, like, it feels just so, like, hyped up on caffeine moment, where Harry just goes, oh, yeah, not to mention pictures, you know. And he does the thing. <laughs> just a little bit, like, oh, well, they're talking like, about how he's a scary spider. Right. And they're talking about things, and, and Harry's like, not to mention the pincers. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I, it, it's not really out of the ordinary, but it feels out of the ordinary to Harry. Like he's like, like he's this very is Harry, happy but like, when he's doing it. Mm -hmm. What's that? He's very happy when he's saying he's this. Very happy. Harry's like, not been like, happy. No, mm -mm. no. It's, well, it's one of those moments where it's like Harry. I think you've had a little too much caffeine. Little, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of other quotes, but it was like eleven. It was like eleven fifteen at night, and I was tired. So, but those are the main ones that I wanted to throw. Yeah, in, so mm -hmm. I was going through this. Yeah. Um, as I was trying to find the quote that apparently I missed you having, um, I found a couple from uh, Jenny, with Jenny, mm -hmm. book Jenny. Okay. Uh, she says, the thing about growing up with Fred and George, said Jenny thoughtfully, is that you sort of start thinking anything's possible if you've got enough nerve. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then this sequence, uh, you'd think people had better things to gossip about, said Jenny, as she sat on the common room floor, leaning, leaning against Harry's leg and reading the Daily Prophet. Three Dementor attacks in a week, and all Rimmel the Vane does is ask me if it's true you've got a hippogriff tattooed across your chest. Ron and Hermione both roared with laughter. Harry ignored them. What did you tell her? I told her it's a Hungarian horntail, said Jenny, turning the page of a newspaper idly. Much more macho. Thanks, <laughs> said Harry, grinning. And what did you tell her Ron's got? A pygmy puff. <laughs> but I didn't say where. So funny. A pygmy puff is literally like a ball of just right. This fluff. Yeah. It's like this cute little fluffy thing. It's so funny. Just, I love Book Jenny. Yes. I love Book Jenny. So that great. is what we needed in the movie. <sighs> if only. Yeah, if only. If only. This one's a Hungarian horntail. Much more macho. Exactly. Uh, much more macho. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, okay. So for me, Professor McGonagall, when she's dealing with our trio for like the millionth oh time, and she says, why is it when something happens, it is always you three? And I love Ron in this moment. Believe me, Professor, I've been asking myself the same question for six years. Mm -hmm. Very true. You stole that from me. I love that quote. Well, I didn't take very many because I was I trying know. to be generous since I would that's be going last. Literally my favorite quote. But that's the first one I thought of. So, yeah. Um, and then there's that whole scene in the hospital, which we did touch on a little bit ago when Ron is unconscious and he starts saying Hermione's name. That scene is also super funny. I probably should mention it was one of my favorite ones when Lavender comes in and it's the most awkward thing on the planet with her talking about Juan Juan and arguing with Hermione, mm -hmm. that entire scene. And I like to watch in the background because you've got Dumbledore and you've got Snape in particular back there standing there awkwardly and mm -hmm. Slughorn, but it's so funny when you just watch how this entire thing is playing out and nobody leaves everybody just stands there during this entire 
very cringy scene with Lavender freaking out about Ron. And at the end of it, she leaves very, very upset about the whole Hermione thing and how Dumbledore just says, oh, to be young and feel love's king sting. It's so funny to me. And if you watch, if you watch Alan Rickman in the background, you can tell the whole time he's like, why am I still here? Why am I? Can I leave? Like, I just, I don't want to be a part of this. He's annoyed. Yes. And it's hilarious. It makes it even better. I just, that whole thing is so, so funny. And then when Snape finally confronts Harry about the spell the, um, that he shoots at him, he says, you dare use my own spells against me, Potter? Yes, I'm the Half-Blood Prince. It's just so dramatic in the movie, the way he mm-hmm. does it. But we still don't really understand any of the reason why. But it's a no. dramatic reading, yeah. so I applaud Alan for the, you know, the yeah. dramatics of it. But we don't really understand what that means. But still, it's the title of the movie, so you have to bring it up. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Um. So something I didn't bring up in the last mm-hmm. movie, and I just want to touch on it because I was looking, I was trying to find Brendan George's um, quotes. Mm-hmm. But you guys remember in last in the last movie where um, they're talking, Molly is like fawning over Ron because he's pro- finally a prefect. And Fred and George, she doesn't mention the fact that Fred and George didn't get anything like, oh, we have another prefect in the family. It's so great. Da-da-da. And um they look, I don't remember what she says, but she says something where they look at each other like, what are we, neighbors? Like, <laughs> are we not, are we nothing but neighbors? Mm-hmm. I just had to bring that up because it was yeah. funny. No, Because really... everyone's accomplished in the family, but. But look at them. Look at them now. They have their own joke shop. It's very they... popular. Is Jenny, is Jenny a prefect? Hmm. I do not remember if they mentioned. No, Jenny was not a prefect. I was like, it didn't seem like she was, but I could be. I was like, I could be wrong. So they are not the only ones in the family who did not become prefects. Interesting. Hmm. Well, some fans do wonder if she would become head girl, like when they go back to school that one year after Mm -hmm. Deathly Hallows, but no idea. There's a lot going on when she goes back to school, so, you know. Yeah. Bit of and a change it, up at Hogwarts. Yeah. No, no. Oh, boy. Yeah, there's a lot of great quotes in this movie. I love really? that. Why is it when something happens, it's always you three? So funny. So great. Sorry, <laughs> Professor, you know. Sorry. I can't help it. Mm-mm. I got the chosen one. <laughs> what can oh. you do? What you do? And there's one other thing. I because we dogged a lot on um Dumbledore <laughs> recently and the uh acting choices. Oh yeah. Um by okay. him. But I I wanna say in this movie, I do find Dumbledore overall very enjoyable as a as a character. Mm-hmm. I he does not come across uh negatively to me mm-hmm. the way he is mm-hmm. portrayed throughout this film so i just want to give him kudos for that i really did enjoy dumbledore during this entire movie Especially, he felt calmer yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the way he dealt with uh tom and all of that yeah it was not over over the top acting or anger or anything like that you saw so, so much just sadness in the end mm-hmm. when he's trying to you know help Draco out like that's the Dumbledore that we got in the first two mm-hmm. 
and seeing him struggle at the cave was just Mm. terrible well and i wonder if if, um michael made the decision because he knew dumbledore was dying to tone him down quite possibly yeah, I mean, he can't he can't keep up the vigor that he had Dumbledore doing mm-hmm. if he's dying. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's possible. So, yeah, yeah. But like, do we miss anything else in this one? There's just so much going on. It really is. It's a lot in this movie. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things I always kind of forget about too. It's like we see all the other ones, and this one's kind of like in my mind in any way. It's almost like your kind of step cousin. But then I watch it, and I'm like, this is actually one of the best ones. I really like this one a lot. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my gosh. We are next week. We are stepping into the final book mm-hmm. and the final two movies. How are we already there? How are we already almost done with summer? I know. Flew by, man. It's it crazy. Did. Flew by. Oh my gosh. So next week, uh, we will be doing we are so Pixie Dusters, we are splitting up the book. So this is going to be, I'm going to have to really work on this one because I got to look, I got to make sure that, because the book isn't split. So everything I'm finding, I got to make sure I put the beginning stuff with mm-hmm. part one and the end stuff with part two. That's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. Darn. Oh, well. <laughs> so next week we will be diving into Deathly Hollows part one, mm-hmm. uh, which ends at at the beach, doesn't it? yeah mm-hmm. end of the beach yes. mm-hmm. uh so be ready for the next two episodes because they are going to be even more emotional roller coasters than these have been because this is when we really get into like we've lost some people we just lost Dumbledore but this is where we're getting it's like one after another mm-hmm. of deaths that we're gonna have to deal with and yeah. each one is even more emotionally traumatizing to I know me I don't know about you guys but just yeah so much when we get to dobby it's gonna be the worst thing on uh, it's gonna be a hard one like and it's next episode yes and it's awful yep. it's absolutely awful mm-hmm. <laughs> okay well pixie dusters go watch a fun happy movie get out of the don't don't sit in the in the sadness that we just put you in um mm-hmm. but we will see you next week for uh harry potter and the deathly hallows part one mm-hmm. okay so long Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast featuring Dan. The show is written and produced by Ashley and Sammy, except for those manifestos, which are all written by Dan himself. Intro and audio editing by Sammy, logo created by Ashley. The show is produced as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Make sure you check out all of our other shows and have a magical day.